0: Welcome, my name is Adrian and we're going to spend some time uh, in this preach just taking another walk with Jesus. Two weeks ago we looked at um, an iceberg and we talked about that all the junk of emotion that can be in here because of COVID, uh, sometimes just because of life, pain, anxieties, fears, frustrations. Uh, often this is the bit we show and let others see, but underneath here there's a, there's a whole pile. So we're gonna unpack uh, something else that can often get buried down here. Do you know what gives me encouragement this morning? Is that God, uh, he is well able and very willing to lead us towards freedom. The Bible, Old and New Testament is full of examples of men and women like you and I who find freedom and wholeness in God. They find life in God. Uh, We find that the focus of finding this life is always in Jesus. It's in obedience and following of him, that it's in dying to ourselves and living for him that we find this life, but the Bible's full. So we can have hope even as I start, and even as we think about some of the stuff that's buried. As we come to Jesus, we find wholeness. So remember last time we talked about taking this walk. So let's see this session as I preach and we look at some of the stories from the New Testament. We're taking a walk with Jesus. We're taking a walk. So let me ask you, what, uh, in what or how have you felt disappointed in the last 14 months? In what or how have you felt disappointed, have you been disappointed in recent months? And the next question uh, is, what do we do with that disappointment? What do we do? Now, it's not just COVID that gives us disappointment, lockdown, actually, life, life comes with sets of disappointments. Exams don't work out. Relationships don't work out. Job prospects uh, don't work out. Even in our following God, prayers are sometimes seemingly not answered. God, God seems to go quiet on us, just as we need Him to speak. Where well, sometimes we find actually even our trust in people uh, gets broken, and so disappointment comes. Even in churches, we find disappointment. Someone else is asked to to do something, and and, and we're not, uh, or it doesn't work out what we do, and. We find that a whole, life brings whole sets of disappointments. Actually, Jesus says, um, <laughs> He says, in this world you'll have trouble. I think He could have said, actually, in this world you're going to have disappointments. It, it, it comes, part of being human is that we, uh, we encounter disappointments. The only way to avoid them is almost to stand at the duvet. <laughs> um, but but that's, that's not practical, is it? So the question is, what do we do when we have disappointments? Some of them are, are minor, our team loses, we feel disappointed for an hour or two. Um, but some disappointments last and stay with us for weeks, months, and years. They can get rooted in us. You see, when we have a disappointment, a bit like this iceberg, we can, we can deal with it or we can bury it and we can collect them So I've noticed sometimes we can collect disappointments and we use the disappointments to form a narrative, a picture. Okay, This always happens to me because, oh, this disappointment just proves that what they said is is true. And so disappointments start to shape us. Friends, that's not the life that Jesus leads us to, the wholeness that Jesus leads us to. So our decision is, Will we be defined by disappointments or will we be defined by something bigger and better? Will you and I be defined by our disappointments or defined by something bigger and better? That is Jesus Christ and His truth. Where are we going to set up camp? In the camp of disappointment or in the faith, uh, in, in front of Jesus Christ and His truth? So I want to release faith and hope. There is hope for us in our disappointments, even huge ones. We're gonna look at a couple of uh, stories briefly from the New Testament where Jesus, uh, he, he often seems to encounter people who've suffered disappointments. So the first one is in Luke 24, uh, a passage where uh, Jesus has died, he's been buried, he's appeared some resurrection appearances, uh, but not everyone has seen that, the rumors are flying around. And uh, so Luke 24, there's two people, they are going to a village, Emmaus, uh, outside Jerusalem, about seven miles away. They're walking and a stranger comes alongside them and asks them um, in their disappointment and pain, um, what's going on and why are they looking so downcast? Uh, We we know the end of the story, they didn't, and it's Jesus. So let me just read you Luke 24, uh, verse 14 as they're walking on the Emmaus road, they're talking with each other about everything that's happened. Death, resurrection, rumors of Jesus' resurrection from the dead. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you talking about as you're walking? They stood still, their faces downcast full of disappointment. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem that doesn't know what has been going on? Like, where have you been? (laughs) What things, says Jesus, what things, he says. And they replied um, and they unpacked the story of the Jesus they'd followed. It looks like it's all gone pear-shaped, but there's rumors of of resurrection. What's going on here? Well, (laughs) They're processing disappointment. They had hopes. This Jesus, he was going to set Israel free, uh, perhaps they felt. Certainly he was doing amazing miracles, rising people from the dead, but now, actually now he's dead and some people are saying he's alive. How can that be? They can't even recognize Jesus walking with them. Do you know, actually that's so uh, so often way. When we're full of disappointment, we're so focused on that, we can't see Jesus. And the hope I have for us and I offer us I think Jesus offers us in every point of disappointment, every moment, there is a revelation of Jesus waiting for us. These uh, two on the Emmaus Road, they had one. As Jesus unpacked, he says, what's going on? That's not because he didn't know, it's because he wanted to unearth their disappointment. When Jesus comes to us, comes to me, comes to you and I, and he often asks, what's going on? It's not because he does not know, he wants us to talk to him about it. Jesus is inviting these two, talk to me about your disappointment. And as they talk, Jesus then brings an amazing Bible study. He unpacks from the prophets, the scriptures, that the Christ must suffer. Jesus leads them into a revelation of him. And I believe that's often what God is, God is wanting to work with us in our disappointments and bring us for a revelation of him. Out of their mouths, though, comes, are you the only one that doesn't know? What are you asking for? Haven't you read the papers all over the internet? This Jesus, blah, blah, blah. Actually, sometimes we've just got to get it out. We just need to write it out. Sometimes I write out, pour it out, our frustration. Get it out, don't bury it. Otherwise, it builds up like this iceberg and then someone knocks us like Jesus did here, and blah, out it comes. Friends, let's deal with disappointments with wholeness. We get them at. It. First of all, let's bring them to God. Let's bring them to God. And uh, so Jesus here he leads them in the revelation of himself. He asks questions. Then there's another one. Uh, another time we can look at a disappointment where Simon Peter, right at the end of John chapter 21, uh, the ultimate betrayal. Simon Peter's denied Jesus three times just before the, 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 the trial, if you like, or in the trial, then there's the crucifixion. Peter, what have I done? He's not disappointed in God, he's disappointed in himself in a mega way. He's, he's like, um, he's detonated um, a bomb in the relationship with this Jesus that a few days before he'd owned, said, I'll die with you. Now he's disowned. Friends, sometimes the disappointment isn't in um, other people, it's in ourselves and often that's the biggest place we feel disappointed. We feel we've let ourselves down, we feel we've let God down, we've let others down, but friends, there's still truth of the revelation of Jesus that can set us free. Let's not hold on to these disappointments in ourselves. We Need to come to Jesus. So Jesus, in John chapter twenty-one, Jesus prepares a meal uh, on the banks of Galilee, and he calls Peter uh, to him, and uh, and he asks Peter, Peter, do you love me? Three times, Uh, do you love me, Peter? And Peter's bubbling, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Why does Jesus ask three times? You think like, didn't you hear the first time? Why is Jesus asking questions when? when Peter's uh, so clearly uh, got some pain, because Jesus wants to get to the bottom of his and our disappointments. Friends, let's let Jesus come close and ask the questions. Let's not fight and push him away. So Jesus see, I'm disappointed in myself. Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Isn't it wonderful that Jesus didn't dress him down? You think, okay, Jesus, you could have produced quite a list, all the things Peter said, but look what you've done. Actually, Jesus doesn't. He goes straight to his heart, says, Peter, do you love me? Even in our disappointments, Jesus wants to get, because for many of us, actually, our love for Jesus is still there. It's just got covered over with this junk of disappointment. Let's let Jesus dig through and bring us, bring that love out. And even as Peter confesses, yes Lord, you know, Jesus recommissions him. He recommissions him. Let's not be harsh on ourselves. Jesus was not harsh with Simon Peter, and let's face it, he, he deserved, as I say, some rebuke. Jesus wasn't harsh. Friends, let's not be harsh with ourselves, and let's be careful we're not harsh with others also, who are going through disappointment. We might want to say, pull yourself together. Jesus didn't. Jesus went for the heart. He asked questions that would bring the heart to the surface. A revelation of the grace of Jesus. Peter had it right there. Peter, you know, led the early church in Jerusalem. Something changed. Disappointed, painful Peter became Peter the rock. What a revelation of Jesus uh, he had. And then lastly, just want to look at Matthew 11, John the Baptist. You know, John the Baptist, who had said, here's Jesus, he's the Lamb of God, he takes away the sin of the world. He had been baptising now, Jesus has come, he's going to be greater. John the Baptist is serving that vision. But John the Baptist is put into prison in Matthew 11, uh, verse 2. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples and he said, are you the one who was to come, or is it someone else? Like, are you the Mes- I'm not sure you are the Messiah. Are you the Messiah? Is it someone else? Have I been mistaken all these all these years? Jesus replied, "Go back and report to John what you see and hear. The blind are receiving sight. The lame are walking. Those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me." So here's a sign of sin- of um. Uh, of disappointment right there, cynicism. Oh, it's probably not. Or what's the point in praying? It never worked last time. What's the point in going again when, when look what happened? We find when disappointment comes, it's like a skin on the custard. It just cools us down. We step away, we step out, rather than step forward with faith. We find, Actually, is God God? Is He good? Do I want to follow, actually? Do I want to be hurt like that again? Uh, Do I want to expose myself in this way or that way? No, actually, some of the way then we deal with disappointment is we hide. Actually, it's easier to hide away, like Elijah in the cave. It's easier to hide than to go through that again. It's too painful. Uh, But Jesus unearths the disappointment in John 2. He says to John, Basically, yes, I know you're in prison. And after all, John is like, okay, Jesus came to set prisoners free. If he sets prisoners free, that's the prophetic word. I'm in prison and I'm one of his relatives. Jesus, you've not set me free. You've not done for me what I thought you would. Jesus says, actually, uh, John the Baptist, look at what I have done. And friends, often disappointment comes because we've, we're focusing on the, the wrong thing. And we lose sight. Look what God has done. Yeah, we can all list things that it feels like, seems like, looks like God hasn't done, but why don't we look at what God has done? Why don't we look at what God has done? Yes, there are some painful disappointments from the last 14 months of lockdown, but why don't we look at what God has done? Let's acknowledge our disappointments, but also let's look at what God has done. Jesus says, blessed is anyone who does not stumble, on account of me. Jesus is bringing John the Baptist into a greater revelation, if he will see. Look look at the miracles, and say, don't stumble because of me. Friends, let's not stumble because of God's work in our life. Often it comes through those painful moments of disappointment. And maybe you have a whole book of disappointments, but why let that book define your life rather than the book of life shape those disappointments, that actually is a revelation of Jesus. So here's, uh, here's uh, one way, there's many ways to do with it. We can write them out, we can give them to God. Sometimes I, I, I would imagine, the, go back to it in my mind, my memory, uh, the moment of disappointment, that conversation, or that hurt, or whatever that moment was, and say, OK, Jesus, I believe that you're with me. Where were you? Where are you? where are you in that moment of disappointment? So when we're feeling left or excluded, okay, where are you? Where are you in the room? And I just wait Jesus to show me, because scripture says he is always with us. Lord, where were you? And sometimes it it comes very quickly. Okay, Jesus shows me, actually, I was there. I was in that person. I was in that word. Actually, no, I was standing there right at your shoulder. Actually, Adrian, I was carrying you. And as I see that, actually, Lord, I can beg- thank you that you were there. And then the next question, Lord, what is the revelation of you that you have? So a recent revelation I've had, as, as I've worked through uh, some disappointments, some, some moments in the last year or two have been very painful. And they can, they can define us, the disappointment uh, in ourselves or others, uh, but particularly for me, it's in, in myself. Now, actually, I'm not going to be defined by this. Jesus, what's the revelation of you? And as I said, okay, Jesus, you're the restorer. Okay, Jesus, you're wanting to bring a freedom in me. Okay, Lord, let that pain of the disappointment produce life in me. I can't deny it, we can't change what happened, but I can say, okay God, it's like, like I want to learn from it, but not in some um, mental ascent, some Western thinking, okay, let's learn from our mistakes. God, I want to be changed. We can all do that, so one way, okay Jesus, where were you? What do you want to say to me in that moment? It does mean owning up to the disappointment. It does mean being honest before God. And sometimes that can involve tears, pain. Sometimes we need help. So let's reach out around now that we can meet a bit. uh, It's not so easy on Zoom, but we can go for a walk. Uh, We can ask each other, like Jesus did sometimes. Uh, We can ask God. We can ask our spouses, those we love and trust. Do you see any outworking of disappointment in my life? There's a question to ask over the dinner table. Do you see any disappointment in my life? We can ask God in our prayer time, Lord, is there any disappointment that's defining me rather than your defining of me? And what if in this next season, God, uh, he brings revelation of himself, he frees us up from some of the disappointments that box us in, become like this uh, huge weight under the iceberg and we thought, okay, I'm free. See, I am free. Now here's the thing I've noticed, whether it was in uh, the account at the end of Luke, the two on the Emmaus road, uh, whether it was John, uh, sorry, Simon Peter at the end of John chapter 21, Jesus meets them in their disappointment, a, with questions but also with a meal. Jesus met them in their disappointment, not in a lecture, not in a preach, not in some great condemnation, here I've got some things to say. So he met and he had a meal with the two on the Emmaus road. He prepared a barbecue on the beach for Simon Peter. Friends, isn't the grace of Jesus wonderful for us? He comes to us, so he brings conviction, he puts his finger on it, but he does it over a meal. What would it be like for open door to be those that loved others in their disappointment over a meal? Something I've just been challenged. How do I, how might I connect with others who are also in disappointment? You know, sometimes we want to quickly address the root. We want to get, hey, here's the truth you need to believe. Actually, sometimes we need to ask questions. Sometimes we just need to have a meal with people. It's not about fixing. We can't fix people. Jesus didn't try to fix. He dug their heart out and brought a revelation of himself uh, in it. And so I'm going to, we're going to finish there. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask Holy Spirit, would you come as we sit before you today, this week, as we make time. Lord, it's not about digging in ourselves for its own sake, some self-focused belly button gaze. No, Lord, actually it's about handling our hearts, so that they guard your heart. Lord, your word says guard your heart. It's the wellspring of life. Lord, we want in open door healthy hearts. So come, Lord, I pray for each of us. Thank you for your work of grace in Jesus. Lord, The the ultimate disappointment that looked a disappointment on the cross became a victory for us all. Jesus has life, now we have life. Lord, thank you that you have a revelation that is greater than our disappointment. So pray for each of us, wherever we're watching, now would you lead us to freedom. The reason, the purpose, the Son of God appeared was to destroy the work of the evil one. Disappointment can be so destructive in our lives, it can fill us like this iceberg. It can bind us to what God says. I just pray now, Lord, I break the lie that disappointment is here to stay. I break the lie that we've got to live. with I break the, We are not defined, those who follow Jesus need not be defined by disappointment. Jesus says, the words I speak are spirit and life. So I, Lord, in your name, I speak life, Lord. words of spirit and life to all of us who are watching and listening. Speak life, I say disappointment, you will be broken in the name of Jesus you will be broken where uh, the demonic gets bound around it and depression comes and lifelessness will get sucked out of us I just say let that be broken in Jesus name the truth of Jesus the revelation of Jesus that he will bring to each of us by the Holy Spirit he'll remind us the Spirit will remind us of what Jesus has said Jesus still walks like for John uh, like for Simon Peter. Uh, in the book of John, like for those on the Emmaus Road, like John the Baptist, Jesus walks to us too. So says, don't lose heart because of me. God bless you. Please get in contact if you would like someone to pray. Reach out in, your, in our groups, uh, or, or speak to Dave or I. Uh, we want to see the church being strengthened further in wholeness. God bless you. Have a great week.